You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. It's Monday, which is time for Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. She's the author of Bringing Baby Home, but beyond that, every single day she's working with families, with babies, plus toddlers, maybe just babies, all to do with sleep, settling, starting solids, not many questions. I actually have not yet heard a question that Chris can't answer, and that's why she's here to answer your questions. So you can give us a call on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. You can text us on 0437 665 or if you're watching us via Facebook Live, you can pop your question below. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. All right, let's start with Jane. She has a question about helping siblings stay asleep. She says, I have a toddler who sleeps well most of the time and a nine-month-old who wakes on average two times a night for a feed. I feed her to sleep on the breast. They have a sliding door between their rooms, so the toddler wakes if the baby's making too much noise. What should I do to help her sleep more? The toddler. I think oh, she's. She I think it's is. both, right? I think the toddler wakes when because the baby. Of the baby. Yeah, who's waking up for feeds night overnight. Feeds she's nine so months. she's nine months old. So um, the first thing I'd probably do is try and move from two feeds to one feed because that would limit the amount of wake up, the amount of noise. A toddler generally wakes up when the feeds are more in that three to five o'clock in the morning window. So it could be that, that the baby's just making noise and it's just in that time frame when a toddler would wake. The sliding door shouldn't really make much difference and the only thing I could suggest is to maybe put some white noise in the baby's room and then that would be the background sound to the toddler. So it would sort of be merged into the baby's noises that they're making. Um, But other than that, I'd try and get the the baby to sleep through a little bit longer um, or do the feed a bit, you know, like the one o'clock feed and maybe resettle on the four o'clock feed and see if we can get the baby to sleep in longer windows so the toddler had a bit more restful sleep. But try the um, white noise in the baby's room. Good luck with that, Jane. We also have a question from Sarah who's (coughs) on the line. She has a Oh, sorry, I said she's on the line. She's not quite there yet. (laughs) So um, before we go to Sarah, let me just um, have a little plug, if that's all right, about Play and Learn, which is on 10 a.m. for you and your little learner. So basically, this is a new program we have on Kindling Kids Radio, where we have Sam Moran, Lala, and Miss Sally. I quite like Miss Sally. Um, Plus, lots of, basically, they take you through all these different activities. Lala and Sam Moran are all about music. And there's creative listening activities, meditations, Australian stories. And every week, there's a theme. This week's theme, Chris, is music. So you can get down and have a bit of a dance with the kids. Um, Play and Learn is live every weekday right here on Kindling Kids Radio from 10 a.m. in partnership with the Learning Sanctuary and Greenwood Early Education Centres, providing the best start for little learners. For more information, head to kindling.com.au. And we'll go now to a question from, I think it is, Paula. Paula, are you there? Yeah, hi. How are you? Yeah, good. Need a little, yeah, I hear that <laughs> note of desperation in your voice. <laughs> totally understand <Complete> deprivation. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Tell us about it. What's happening? Um, oh, well, it's a mixture between the three-year-old and the six-month-old. 
Um, so I'll start with three-year-old maybe. Yeah. Um, so he's just turned three into June. Yeah. And um, he still has a sleep during the day. I don't can't seem to get through the day without a sleep. Yep. And it's a fairly substantial sleep. Um, so when does he, he always, normally sleep? He even he even he doesn't want to do it, but he, without being prompted, will always say, "I don't need to sleep." <laughs> Which, <laughs> and he's probably right. He doesn't need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying it like as soon as he's starting to fall to sleep. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. Like, <laughs> like if we we've dropped the um, the older one at kinder or something on the way home, yeah. he's just about falling Fall asleep. Sleep. When we get home, he's like, yeah. "I don't, I don't, I don't need to go to sleep." <laughs> Um, But my eyes are shutting. Yeah, exactly. And so I sort of feel like, you know, he wakes at 5, 5.30, and I know I've I've heard you on the radio before saying cut the sleep out and that'll stop that. Yeah. I can't get through the day without him. How much sleep does he have? How much sleep does he have, Paula? Oh, we're about... Two hours. Oh yeah, that's far too much. That's that's why. So what you want to do is just grade it down. So instead of either giving it or not giving it, which could be too severe for him, is just quite literally today he goes to bed. I mean, sorry, he sleeps for about an hour and a half. Do that for two to three days, and the problem is that once a three-year-old has a sleep, they've got the energy for another five to five and a half hours. Yeah. So you really need to time your sleep in the right window. Yeah. Otherwise, he has no sleep. So yeah. I would say he needs to be up by 2 o'clock every yeah. day, whether yeah. he's had two-hour sleep, an hour and a half sleep or half an hour sleep, for okay. him to go down at 7.30 and to be more rested. So what yeah. you want to do is just grade it down. So you might stick it an hour and a half for a couple of days and bring it down to an hour. Yeah. Then when you get into 40 minutes, I'd almost let him drop to sleep on the couch so that he's not yeah, going okay. into a really deep sleep. And then from he, won't, f- he won't drop to sleep on the couch until yeah, 4 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, 4 or four, four, 5, somewhere yeah. around there. So that then I just sit quietly with him up until 2 o'clock. And if he mm-hmm. doesn't sleep, then what you've got to do is you know he's going to be tired at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock and you've got to help him through that window for a couple of days. Yeah, but, okay. And that will probably fix the problem. So he might I did actually try no sleep for a whole week. Once, yeah, and I just about went crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> you went too severe. And he was he was in bed for sleep at night time by six o'clock. Yeah, well that was too early. <laughs> so the earliest you want to put him to bed is six thirty. Yeah. And generally you want to get him to bed at seven. That's why the mm. two o'clock window is the important part of this. So whether he sleeps from one o'clock, now he might sleep from one till two for another six months, but Mm, it means that he goes down at 7.30 and he sleeps better for you overall. So you've got to find that magic mark, but he's three and if he's having Mm. sleep in the day, he'll definitely let you know about it at night. So I think it's just finding that and and bringing it back slowly. Yeah, okay. You think if you can bring him back, even if you put him down at two and I mean one and get him up at two, he's going to be a bit whingy for a couple of days. He might have mm. to have something like a bit of banana or something that gives him a bit of sugar just to sort of get him going, and yep. then put him down at seven thirty. And then if that doesn't work, then you're weaning it off. When you go from you know three hours sleep to no sleep, they're a nightmare yep. by four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you've got to grade it down. I find this is the gentlest way on the whole family. Yeah, and, right. and Paula, you also have a question about your six-month-old, don't you? Yeah. You're busy, so, Paula. <laughs> this is the dinner time mayhem question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have, 
but it changes every day, mind you, yeah. um, sleep-wise. Yeah. Um, and often her afternoon sleep is after lunch. Yeah. And she's up at like 2, 2.30. Yeah. And so she is... Tired. Or, tired yeah. at dinner time. Yeah, she wants a nap at 4.30. She needs to, and I've tried to even just give her a small yeah. one-minute kit, but I yeah. can't get her to go to sleep. No, because she's six months old. So yeah. there's something about this age group. When they get to about 3.30, 4.30 in the afternoon, it's like they just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I often do it the other way around. So I often do it where they have a morning sleep and then at 12 o'clock they have a little cat nap and then they have their afternoon sleep at 2 because they'll sleep from 2 to 4 and then they can get it through. Be much better. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's partly that and it's partly she's she's just not old enough to go from that 2, 2.30 to 6.30 at night, like four yeah. hours without a nap. But she's going right. to fight you and then the three-year-old wants dinner and the five-year-old mm-hmm. wants you just to stand on your head for them. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think what we have to do is either work out do we change her sequence around, mm. um, which is not great because it would be good if she crossed over your three-year-old so you had at least an hour's break you know, from yeah. them. But otherwise, she's got to get a nap in. So if she's up at 2.30, she'd be having that 15-minute nap anywhere between 4.30 and 5.30. But it would make the difference in her behaviour. It no. would, but you can't seem to get it. to have You can't that, put her so. in the sling? Um, I've tried. And bounce? And I've tried the pram, and I've tried all sorts of things. and Rocking in the pram. Yeah, have no, you tried putting her won't. in bed? And she won't do that. Just thought I'd try that one. There's <laughs> lots of people from the beginning. Lo- lots of people use the sling, but you know, sometimes put her into bed. But she just won't do it. Won't How much do sleep it. does she have overall? Well, so um, it varies, but um, she's often just having two naps a day, right. and um, struggling at so, the end of the day. Yeah, so totaling at the end of so um in the morning she might wake at say six. Yeah. Um and then she's often also not today because yeah. I'm on the phone call, but often <laughs> she's she's down by eight. Today yeah. she's down by ten. So it's gonna be a much better day today because of that. So she but stayed awake she, for four hours. Yeah. And so now I'll be able to push out her Yeah, push the two sleeps out in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so she'll sleep from 10 till 11 and then you'll put her down at uh, 2. Try that. Yeah, 2. I'll try yeah. for 2. Yeah, and then that's normally when she's waking rather than going to sleep. Yeah. So that'll be a lot Look, better. Making the yeah. call today, Paula, might have just been what you needed to break the cycle. Yeah. No, but, that, she's, but she's a tired bunny because she's been up since 6 and it's now, what is it, 12? Well, no, <laughs> no, no, she had a sleep. Oh, she did so have a sleep. So she had a sleep at 10. Oh, okay. She slept from 10 till 11 and now you're going to yeah. put her down at 2. Yeah. So, but that meant that she was awake from 6 till 10. Yeah. And yeah. it was really hard to get her to go to sleep. I, just, That's I don't right. know. I tried her down at her normal time at 8 and she wouldn't go. And Try I tried two again. and a half hours. Try yeah, two okay. and a half hours with them. So she goes down to 8.30, sleeps till 10.30, then goes down at 1 and sleeps till 3. 
that might okay. be it. And Paula, yeah. I'm so sorry. We've got a few more to get to, so That's we fine. might have to leave you. But <laughs> feel free to call us back another time. <laughs> Try that one. Goes. Try two and a half Thanks hours. Thanks so much for your help. No Pleasure. worries, Paula. Good yeah. luck. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. This is Kindling Helpline where you get to call in and ask Chris your questions. As you just heard from Paula, Chris can help you manage more than one child. It yeah. might be a toddler and a baby. Um, but if you have one baby and you need some tips on settling or something to do with breastfeeding, any of those questions, you can either pop the comments below if you're watching Facebook Live, you can call us on 1800 Kids Radio if you're listening, uh, or you can text us on 0437 200. We have a question here from Catherine. Perfect. Catherine says, I have a four-month-old that falls asleep at 6.30pm and sleeps through till the next morning. Woohoo! However, sort of. however, yeah, yes, there's always a but. <laughs> Between six thirty and nine p.m., she she wants to be held till the night feed. Oh. I have tried so many ways to put her in the cot before the night feed, but she wakes up and cries within ten minutes. Once she has the night feed, she goes in the cot. No worries. Once she has a night feed, mm. so maybe she just doesn't think the six thirty feed is the night time. She just thinks it's another cycle of the day by the sounds of it. And she's probably just got into a bit of a pattern of um, being held between 6.30 and 9 o'clock. But it's actually, you know, so where you say she goes to bed at 6.30 and she sleeps through till 6.30 in the morning, that's taking out the two and a half hours that she's sleeping in your arms. So what I would do is just very gently start making the evening at the 6.30, 7 o'clock mark. So doing something like um, she probably has dinner at 4.30 and a bottle at 6 and down to bed at 6.30, just creeping that bottle into the 6.30 range. It doesn't tell us what she sleeps in the day, so we don't know how tired she is. But if we move that bottle out a little bit and then put her into her bed and then just gently pat her, and if she starts crying, give her a cuddle, put her back down and gently pat her again, and just slowly turn that pattern around because I actually think she's just got into a habit of thinking that between 6.30 at night and 9 is actually the time that I sleep in your arms. Um, And the only other thing, but it doesn't give us the information, is how much she's taking in those feeds. So we don't know whether they're bottle feeds or breast Breast feeds. Okay. Well, Catherine, if um, you please feel free to add some more information to this if you've um, written your comment on Facebook. Or, of course, you can always give us a call even next Monday, see how it goes. Oh, hold on. Oh, here we go. Cat naps during the day and has a bottle at 6.30. So it's the cat naps that are the problem. So she's she's just overtired by 6.30. So uh, depending on how long, I assume the cat naps are around that 20 minutes, 45 minute mark, and she might have three of those in the day. And then she has a bottle at 6.30. So I think it's probably that we have to extend um, one of those or two of those catnaps in the day to try and um, link two of them together so that when she has the bottle at 6.30, she goes into a deep sleep. I think she's overtired when you go to do it, so she doesn't go into a deep sleep phase. So um, it's partly a day problem, and, and it's all lovely that she sleeps from 6.30 to 6.30, but she's only catnapping, and I think that's what she's potentially doing between 6.30 at night and 9 o'clock because you just hold her to get her through those cycles. So 
linking two sleep cycles together in the day, um, and I know that's difficult with a six-month and needs a lot of persistence, um, should help fix this problem because then she'll get the idea that we go down in our bed at night and we get help to go to sleep. Good luck with that, Catherine. Uh, We have a question from Nicole, and I'm sorry, Nicole, but I completely relate to this. My three-and-a-half-year-old is refusing (laughs) to get into his car seat. It took over an hour, oh, my goodness, to get him him into his car seat, and we had to cancel our activities. That sucks, Nicole, but I know what it's like. But I think you did the right thing and cancelled the activities. Um, This is just a power play. Like, if you read about three-year-olds, they're all about choice and power. Um, the first thing I would do is um, uh, give him more time to get into the car seat. So uh, were we rushing him into the car? Yes, yeah, start an hour earlier. The most common time that, that this happens is leaving an activity. This was trying to get him to the activity by know, the sounds of it. My son does it all the time on the way somewhere. Yep. All the time. On the way. Yep. And you're rushing him. Yeah, because we're always running late. Yeah, because he was he was late in you the house. You can't rush <laughs> three year olds, two year olds, and that's part of the problem. We're in this fast world. We got to get in the car. We got to be somewhere, and they're so not about that. They're so not about rush me. So if you give him a bit more time, tell him what we're going to do, entice him to get there, get him to help you. I bet you're a big boy. Let's see if you can get into that car seat. Um, we usually entice them, but we do give them more time. We give them, I give them up to 10 minutes to try and get in the car. I, I love I ten minutes. I have definitely been there for half an hour, Nicole. Maybe not an no, hour. No, no, but ten Jeez. minutes beforehand. I'm trying to get him in the car. Yeah. Oh no, no. We start half an hour earlier. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about it that much. Just, um, and then I think you do exactly what you did, Nicole. If he, if you've tried for fifteen minutes to try and get him in the car and he doesn't do it, I just say that's it. We're not going. And pretty much, they get it. They'll get the message, especially when it's something they want to do. Yeah, But I, I'd give him 10 minutes. I'd try and entice him to get into the car seat. And if he hasn't done it in 15 minutes, I'd pretty much, I would just say, okay, we're not doing that. And for a couple of days, you're going to miss out on things, but he'll get the message. And Nicole, if you have, if he has siblings, can I tell you what not to do, which is what we did? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> we, in order to get our son into his car seat, we made it a competition between him, him and his sister. We oh. went, who can get into the car seat first? And that was, was the worst disaster. idea because then if one gets in first, the other one cries. So I'm yeah. just saying that, that we thought that was a good idea. And the other one wasn't. is putting a smarty on his car seat. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't actually do that one, but it does work. <laughs> I quite like that. If you don't get in, I'll eat the smoke yeah, yeah, and get that's chocolate right. as well. Oh, that's we, bribery and corruption. There's more here. Once oh. into the seat, he removes his arms from the harness. Oh, so there's, there's this little thing. It's a little clip that clips the two straps together called a Houdini strap. And that Houdini straps name. fixes that problem. So it clips on one side and once he's in the, it clips onto one of the straps. And mm. once he's in the car seat, you clip it onto the other in about chest level. And it just brings the strap so he can't do that wiggle thing that wiggles their arms out. Hey. As soon as he wiggles his arms out, though, I'd pull over and stop the car and and refuse to move any further other than on an M. M4, M7, M5. I'd refuse to move the car until he puts his arms back in. And that's, so that's one thing. And then the other thing that was a suggestion, but this is way down the track, is when next time he does it, you'll just say, well, I'll just get a friendly policeman to explain to you why we wear seatbelts. <laughs> I do use the word friendly policeman. And pretty much they, you can see their little heads going, oh, no, I don't think that's quite good. But the Houdini strap 
does the trick with that bit. Well, there you go, Nicole. There's something. I hope yeah. it works for you. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Kindling Conversation and this is Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. She has over 30 years experience helping families with their babies and toddlers, the mixture, the juggle um, and it's a everything. a three-year-old day today. It is a three-year-old three year old day. day. <laughs> I'm loving it because yeah. I've got a three-year-old. I can use some of this advice. Um, okay, Beck says, my three-year-old... Um, likes to get into our bed at around 10 o'clock each night and won't go back to his bed. I've tried Aww. sitting on his bed until he is asleep. Then 30 minutes after this, he's up again trying to get into our bed. How do I fix this, please? With this one, you know what I'd try? I'd just um, take an old cot mattress or something, put it on the floor beside your bed, and every time he walks in, put him on that. Don't make it too comfy for him. Um, but I'd just say to him, you can come into our room. I would actually open the door and say, I'm happy for you to come into your room, but that's where you'll sleep in. Now, when you make a change like this with a three-year-old, I tend to tell them earlier in the day, at about four o'clock. So tonight, I'm putting this bed next to mummy's bed. When you come in, you go into that bed. And then usually, they just don't like doing that. So eventually, they stay back in their room. All so right. Try that tact and see if it'll work. Good luck, Beck. I hope that he works. He undoes the Houdini strap. That This is follow-up from Nicole. She says, uh, he undoes the Houdini strap. We have pulled over. We have gone to the police station. You have oh! a very, very headstrong little boy, Nicole. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, okay. Now, now we're really... <laughs> Yeah, now I think you need to call Chris How? and get her to come and see you. <laughs> do the Houdini strap. Well, you must, you mustn't, because mm. usually they can't undo the Houdini he's, strap. He's a smart boy, he obviously. Is. Nicole, you should be proud. You have a very smart boy here. No, that smart boy is driving her nuts. Um, so with all of that, I just maybe, I know this sounds really harsh, but maybe not take him out for a few days in the car and make him think about his mm. behaviour in the car. And that's, yeah, that's That's, that's an impact that's, on the whole family. But, yeah. you know, he's what actually do do? doing unsafe things now. Mm. So you, we've got to, you've got to look at it that way. Oh, uh, good luck, terms. Nicole. Yeah. My goodness. Sorry, you've tried all my things. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know they're good suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mother Craft Nurse Chris Minogue. This is a question from Sarah, another three-year-old who won't settle. <laughs> My three-year-old won't settle at night and has dropped his sleep. He can still be up until around 8, but he can still be up till around 8.30 p.m. He can't just settle and is up and down out of bed. He appears not to be able to unwind and can lay there looking at the ceiling. He started saying he has a bad feeling and we're wondering if he has some anxiety. Yeah, he has anxiety about the fact that you put him to bed, but I think that's all he has. Generally speaking with this type where they're laying there, so it depends whether he's laying there and calling out, but with it, when they're just laying there and they're sort of tossing and turning and they just can't go to sleep, try an audio story, an audio book. So this often works. Um, a three-year-old three probably goes to bed between 7.30, quarter to eight. So at 7.30, I'd take him into his room. I've read him one story um, and then I put an audio book on because what that might do is just distract him and allow him to relax, and that might help him go off to sleep. Do you so have any audiobook suggestions? Well, the one with the best tone to it is anything by Stephen Fry. Oh, so Stephen, Stephen Fry, Fry does, um, I think he does... That's uh, the one with him. Is he do? He does Winnie the Pooh. Is that Winnie Stephen the Pooh, Fry? Yeah, I think it's Stephen Fry. He, does, he has a beautiful voice, mm. and that often works. So don't pick something that's going to get his head racing. Something that's just methodical, and that should do. It might help him wind down. So I don't think he has anxiety. I think he, he basically probably wants to be with you 
That's why he won't go to sleep. Um, but if he's laying there and tossing and turning, the audio book usually does the trick. All right. Well, good luck, Sarah. Hope that works for you. Our last question this afternoon, or this afternoon comes from Olivia. How do you re-establish sleep routines after illness and travelling? My 14-month-old usually self-settles happily in her cot for all her sleeps. She caught a nasty bug when we were travelling, so she slept with myself and my husband and had naps in, in the carrier. She wails when we put her down in the cot now. We're also transitioning to one-day sleep at the moment. Oh, you've got a lot going on, Olivia. Um, probably at the moment I'd go back to two sleeps just to give yourself... Um, a little bit of time and give routine to her. Um, the second thing is that this is really common with illness and travelling. So with illness, usually I don't completely give up on my sleep structure. I just lighten it a little bit. So I don't let them cry as long. I might pat them for a little bit before I leave. Just give them a bit of comfort, but I don't suddenly carry a baby around that was self-settling. Um, the travelling, that's another one. Um, lots of people think when they travel with children, we could talk about this in a whole segment, but they think when you travel with children that the child is on holidays, but the child isn't. It's just moved house. And yet, you know, we're walking through the hills of, of France and we think a 14-month-old will be fine in a carrier or in a pram. And what it does is undo all that beautiful work you had done with her. So once she is well, um, well again, I think what you have to do is take a little breath and go back and reteach her how to settle in a self-settling. She did do it, so she can do it. So give yourself three or four days where it's really consistent and it'll take a little bit of time and a little bit of reassurance, but she will get there. But if for everyone out there, else out there when they travel they don't go on holidays they just move house <laughs> yeah we all know that it's not real holiday yeah it's not real holiday kids. it's well, a great holiday when she's three <laughs> good luck with that olivia and yeah. that's all we have time for today but before we go we also we love to hear back from you when it works or even if you have follow-up questions and i did get an email from kat who we spoke to oh, last yes. week about yes. her 17 month old she yeah. tried your um approach and baby has been sleeping through the night oh beautiful. So she's very happy with that. We love to hear those stories. So please let us know. Chris, thank you for your time today. It's a pleasure. And um, we, if you have a question for Chris Minogue, please remember that you can either pop a comment while we're live on Facebook. You can text us on 0437665200 or email us on conversation at kindling.com.au. Thank you so much for all of your questions. We'll be back, of course, tomorrow at midday. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.